Welcome to the One Life Maps podcast. Here's your host and co-author of Listen to My Life, maps for recognizing and responding to God in my story, Sharon Swing. Greetings, this is Sharon Swing. I am the co-author of Listen to My Life, Maps for Recognizing and Responding to God to My Story, and today I have with us Joan Kelly, who is our Director of Facilitator Development for One Life Maps. Hi, everybody. So glad you're here. Today we are going to be talking about the Reviewing My Days map, which is map number five in the series of the Listen to My Life portfolio. And, um, oh man, this, this map is something that I am excited to be able to share with everybody. And it is because it's based on an ancient practice. It's not like we just made this thing up. <laughs> we just found a way to bring it to people in a different package. And um, the good news is we've introduced quite a few people <laughs> to this practice along the way. Joan, why don't you read the purpose of it? And then we'll talk a little bit about where this came from. Great. Uh, the purpose really is it's written in, in the booklet says the reviewing my days map will guide you through thoughtful reflection on a day or a group of days for the purpose of noticing how God is at work how you are uniquely made, and how your response to various events in your life either draw you closer to God or turn you away from God. This is an incredible practice, and as Sharon was alluding to, it's based on um, the daily examine, uh, which has been around forever. And Ignatius, who is a very wise, soulful um, uh, man, said, if you give up all the other spiritual practices, all the other spiritual practices, don't give up this one. That is quite a statement. Um, there are a lot of practices, like basic ones like prayer, <laughs> scripture. He's saying, this is the one. This is the one that really builds your relationship with your father. You know, and I think that there's a quote in here from David Benner from the book, The Gift of Being Yourself, that says, our challenge is to unmask the divine in the natural and name the presence of God in our lives. And I think that's really kind of the nut of why this practice and why maybe Ignatius had this this love of this practice and understood the importance of it because this self-awareness that leads to God awareness and our being with Jesus in the midst of what's going on is the essential part of what it means to be a spiritual being. Mm -hmm. And it means looking for God in all the places of life in the extraordinary mountaintop moments and in the dull, mundane, everyday moments of our life. He says, um, and that quote is to unmask the divine in the natural. And that means in creation, that means in the people that you're with, that means in what you're reading, that means in when you're washing dishes. <laughs> um, Brother Lawrence in his book, um, Practicing the Presence, talks about, you know, peeling potatoes and and finding God in the everyday moments. And uh, that's a way that we are God aware and self aware. Right. I mean, it's, I love that came to mind, in fact, the other day, um, as I was preparing some guacamole for some, <laughs> for some avocado toast and, and opening up an avocado, and just kind of letting myself be amazed and marvel at the 
creation of the avocado mm-hmm. and this big seed that has the potential to be grown into a tree. Mm-hmm. And that that seed is supplied with food around it that has the uh, has an opportunity to nourish it um, in its first portions of, of life. But yet it's good food. It's good for... Yeah. For, for our nourishment. That makes me think of our friend Dawn, who's just an incredible artist and creative person. And she was leading this large class through this art experience of noticing God. And and she had, um, we were starting with a, a, a kiwi. And actually on the table, of there was a group of 10 of us. And she had a, a kiwi and a knife and a cutting board. And she said, I want someone on the table to open up that kiwi. But I want you all around the table to experience this kiwi as if you've never seen the inside of a kiwi before. And I loved, you know, hearing the, in this case, it, it was women yell out, oh, my goodness, like they'd never seen the beautiful. You know, and we just kind of explored what the outside of the kiwi is like. And you know that it's just brown and fuzzy and not not real attractive. Uh, uh, hairy. Actually. Hairy. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and then you open it up to this just glorious beautiful green and the pattern of the seeds and you know Mm -hmm. the aroma that you smell and you know she had us cut slices of it and then draw you know the inside and uh i think that's what god's inviting us into yeah there's there's another book that uh that i love it's called the listening heart and it's by david stindler rast and it and it talks about the fact that we were created to experience god we're created to experience creation through our senses Mm -hmm. and what it means to connect through God, through our senses. Mm -hmm. And that particular practice of paying attention to even the food that we eat and the, the, the sight, the smells, the, the taste, the feel, you know, and even does it have a sound Mm -hmm. (laughs) when you cut it or if you squeeze it or not? Maybe not, but it's just this beautiful experience that we're invited to notice. Mm -hmm. And um, C.S. Lewis has a quote that we've used in this. It's, um, we may ignore, but we can nowhere evade the presence of God. The world is crowded with him. He walks everywhere incognito. (laughs) I love that. We may ignore, but we can nowhere evade the presence of God. And what if he keeps revealing himself to us, even in the potato or the avocado or the kiwi or the flower, or even the really, really cold, brisk air that we're experiencing in Chicago right now? Or maybe it's the beauty. The the other day, on a Sunday morning, looked out our back window and we're fortunate to have golf course woods. We can't see the golf course, but there's about a hundred yards of woods in our backyard. And the, the pristine nature of the trees holding the snow Mm -hmm. and emphasizing the dark lines against the light lines. And then the sun was, was shining through from one side of the yard at an angle and there were enough trees there that it was casting shadows. So they're bright light and dark shadows cast across the white snow. And I was just, I just, it was so beautiful and it was so 
nice to be able to take that in and just to slow down enough to notice it and then to thank God for it, right? That This God of creation that has done these amazing things that we just just overlook so often. Mm-hmm. But that, that beauty of, of taking the time to notice. And then also in the uh, Reviewing My Day's Map from Listen to My Life in, in the booklet, we have um, a, a passage that's a paraphrase because it's a message translation uh, from John five thirty nine. It says, you have your heads in your Bibles constantly because you think you'll find eternal life there but you miss the forest through the trees. These scriptures are all about me. And here I am standing right before you. And you aren't willing to receive from me the life that you say you want. So Jesus is saying, you have your heads in your Bibles constantly because you think you'll find eternal life there, but you miss the forest through the trees. The scriptures are all about me. And I'm standing right here. He said that to real people in a real time and a real place, but because through the Holy Spirit, his presence is with us as well. Mm-hmm. And he's speaking that to us in the here and now. I'm standing right here before you and you aren't willing to receive from me the life you say you want. Mm-hmm. I mean, what an invitation, what a an arresting statement, really. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. can't you see? It's right here. Yeah, right under your nose. It's right, right here. It's right under your I nose. I just want you to yeah. to notice. Notice me and notice the way, you know, that I'm moving and interacting in your life and in all parts of your life. I love on the the map, it has us kind of look at, you know, begin with just like our body and what we're noticing, you know, within our, our body. What's my body been telling me? That's the very first question. And then just kind of moves around and engages, you know, what's going on in your mind and in your heart. And um, it's it's a way of just kind of pushing pause and naming and noticing where God is at. And that's part of a, having a conversation with him. Right. The examine or reviewing my days can be a journaling exercise mm-hmm. um, prompted by simple questions, or it might be even done spoken mm-hmm. at a dinner table, or it might just be something you pause. Um, a friend of ours, Lynn, describes it as um, she said, you know, when when she puts the puts the house to bed, checks the doors to make sure they're locked and the lights are turned off and everything, she'll sit at the bottom of the stairs for a few minutes and review the day. Mm. And that's that's how she does this practice, mm-hmm. and and um, it can be done journaling using a map like this. And in mm-hmm. fact, for people who have purchased the map, there's one big color map, but there's also an opportunity to download a PDF that um, you can print off as many copies as you want. You can do it daily if you want. Mm-hmm. Um, but around our dinner table, um, <laughs> that I'm I'm missing greatly when when Matt was. Uh, was living with us. Uh, he's a senior in college now, so um, he's not here as often. But uh, and enjoy our niece that lives here as well. We'd sit around the table and we'd, uh, in in their phraseology, it was it was reviewing my days. It was happy crappies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what was the higher and lows of your days, the happies and the crappies, and and just being able to ask those questions not only connect 
connects us to one another, but connects us to ourselves because we have to reflect a little bit to know. And that, that idea of what's energizing me and what is, what is, what is it that is causing restlessness in me? Mm-hmm. Um, those things, if we can just play with those pieces, you know, what's energizing me, what's causing restlessness or, or some kind of angst, those things can guide us in what kinds of decisions we make mm-hmm. in the future. And all of these questions are spiritual questions when we invite God into the conversation. Like, God, what is it you have to say about these things? Because self-awareness is a good portion of the of the of the thing we're trying to accomplish here. But how can you be God-aware without being self-aware? Mm-hmm. So the real payoff is being God-aware. Um, but self-awareness is the path that leads us there. Mm -hmm. And um, so, but Joan, what about a time in your life when this practice has been important to you? Uh, You know, the time that I tell quite often with this map um, in particular, and just the practice of the daily examine became super important to me. Um, John and I have four kids, and our oldest son, Will, was diagnosed with leukemia when he was 16. And, um, you know, I remember being in the hospital really the second day, and we hadn't even fully probably told our other children at that point in time, but we knew we were going to need, this is going to be a long journey, three and a half year journey of chemo and radiation and things. And so we knew we were going to need a way to communicate with our family. They would be on the phone all day trying to update people because everybody isn't in town. And so we, you know, I started essentially blogging on a daily basis using CaringBridge at that time. And, you know, what started out as just kind of a, you know, update of what was going on um, medically and how we were doing kind of turned into where God was at in our day. And that kind of became the more important part of the the practice of sitting down to write this every night. Obviously, we gave the updates as well. But I really say that this practice, which I had already learned prior to that, God already had kind of placed that practice in my path, is really what saved my faith. Um, Our son, um, you know, did about 11 months of chemo and radiation and then got a fluky set of infections and he ended up passing away. And I really think this practice of sitting down and thoughtfully, even in the midst of this, you know, incredibly hard time, um, was what saved my faith and allowed me to be able to move forward in positive ways and to grieve and, um, you know, still be reflective Mm-hmm. Um, in that. So it became this practice. I mean, I, I remember we were at the hospital a lot and it became just part of our day, whether Will knew it was <laughs> this practice or not, but it became part of our experience of, huh, I wonder where, you know, God's going to be today. Is it in, you know, our homeless friend along the road or is it somebody we're going to meet in the waiting room? Is it the orchestration, you know, of events that would take place? Um, you know, throughout the day? And was it in just something silly and unexpected that, uh, you know, came our way? Um, Not that it was all, you know, beautiful and rosy and Mm -hmm. tied red ribbons at the end of the day, 
but it was just a way of noticing and being real even with with mm-hmm. what was with the present moment of noticing what had happened but where god was at in it and um yeah, yeah you, thanks for sharing that so much and i in the midst of reading those every night cuz i would wait to go to bed until i got the caring bridge email <laughs> from you um and it became a part of my um, spiritual practice Mm. And uh, it was profound mm. in so many ways. And it was such a gift. Um, and I think that what happened in the midst of you being able to recognize, to be real, to be honest, and then also to be um, on this God hunt in the midst mm-hmm. of it, intentionally on the God hunt, because once these questions get into you, if you start queuing up your day in a way that you have those questions implanted in you, it, it, it changes how you approach the day. Mm -hmm. So I know that, that you mentioned this homeless friend that was along the way. Mm -hmm. And so Will made an intentional decision about chemo days. Right. So, and, you know, really that is a series of events as well of just, you know, me now being able to look back and review like, oh, we, he, he just read a book prior to getting ill, um, called under the overpass. And it was about the homeless and these two guys who chose to become homeless for a year and, um, their experience in various cities. And out of that, one of the you know, recommendations out of that book that Will read that actually came from a friend whose brother was homeless, um, had given Will that book. And, uh, one of the recommendations was to buy, you know, essentially McDonald's gift cards for those that you meet along the way and just have them, have them ready. And so Will, one of the days we're leaving the hospital and unfortunately one of the only restaurants in the building, um, uh, was McDonald's. And so he said, Hey mom, I got an air. I, I need to do something before we go. And he went down and bought, you know, some gift cards on one of the, you know, first few weeks of the hospital stay. And, uh, and so then as a part of going to the hospital, there was a particular homeless man and friend Roger that we met along the expressway. And so part of our uh, day became planning, you know, we'd get off the expressway and there was a light at the bottom and that's where he was. So I would kind of be looking ahead, planning, you know, our, how fast we were going to approach that stoplight so that we'd get a red and, and be able to have a conversation with Roger. So it became this, you know, way of, of being with him. And it was, it to me, it was like, that was, that was just meeting God every time, you know, prior to coming to the hospital was, was, uh, you know, meeting this man and hearing a little piece of his story and over time have, have you know, grown to have a bit of a relationship with him. Yeah, and, but Will's decision to, to make these days not about how bad he felt. Yeah. Or how scared he felt. Um, all those things were true, but to intentionally find some, find something that not only gave him life, but also passed on something of of life to someone else yeah it's it's you know it was a choice and now you know and really that that came to be because of a friend of ours amanda who had leukemia and she said oh yeah we often i said amanda how do you get through these days and she said um 
Well, one thing we do is we bring sack lunches for any homeless people we, we see. And so that spurred Will onto this idea of the gift cards. And now today even, we, um, I mean, if you go in my car, there's usually a bunch of $5 McDonald's gift cards. Mm-hmm. And if we go downtown or if I'm in a place where it's appropriate, that's how we meet people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, meet these lovely people with stories and and introduce ourselves and and get to hear a bit of their story and pray for them and introduce, you know, those mm-hmm. of us that are with us. So it's just a, a beautiful um, thing. And, and you have a picture of Roger and that in his eyes are so stunningly blue. Mm-hmm. I mean, just this weathered wrinkled mm-hmm. face with an unkept beard. Yeah. A hoodie and these eyes that are piercing yeah just beautiful I mean, it's blue. like christ to me i mean i look at that picture and i'm like there's jesus in those eyes when i need to be reminded that god is near i can look at that picture roger and and see him there and in sometimes some unlikely packages and unlikely packages for sure yeah and back to caring bridge for me when i read those at night it was the um, it was a way for us to keep up with what was going on and how we might be able to, to help in, you know, whatever small ways that would look along the way. But it was a way to, to know how to pray. But mm-hmm. also it was, for me, it was a spiritual practice and it was a challenge because if you and Will and your family could find ways to recognize and respond to God in the midst of those circumstances, then it left me without excuse. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. In the ordinary, what feels like an ordinary day. Yeah, for sure. Right. Because this particular practice is, um, reveals who we are. Mm Mm-hmm who we truly are at our core, how God made us to be and what needs to be shed that's in the way of us being that and expressing that more, more fully. But I think the thing to remember there is it was a practice that was already there. So when hard times came, it was already embedded. Those Mm -hmm. questions were already embedded within me in ways that I didn't even know. And then it just became an expression of, Okay, this is how I'm going to do this journey together with God. Yeah, and the the finding ways to be full of gratitude in the midst of difficulty, mm-hmm. you know, and those things are beautiful. And and I know that the, the even my mom right now she cares for my father who has Alzheimer's, and and uh, her life has changed dramatically. Um, and he's still physically functional, but, but you know, the, the, the memory, the short-term memory piece and all is, is such an interesting thing to have. All of a sudden you're, you were a spouse, but now you've turned caregiver mm-hmm. and it's just this interesting thing. And every time I talk to her, it's, it's more about the gratitude of the small things mm-hmm. along the way, the kindnesses, the, um, just the gift of being able to get through a day, um, in a way that, that is, is, you know, somehow not as difficult as it could have been. Mm-hmm. And, 
people that have that kind of, re- it's, it's a resilience mm-hmm. that it brings. And this constant thinking and looking for, and, and it's like we're tuned in. And I often say that uh, it's kind of like when I took a speed reading class and they teach you how to pre-read a book, which basically you read the the uh, table of contents and maybe you look at the tables and the, and the, and some different quotes that might get pulled out, you know, and in bolder letters or whatever along the way. And you kind of just skim it and find out what's this book got and what questions do I want to ask Mm -hmm. of it? And not that you're going to read the whole book fast, but if you ask those questions ahead of time, your brain automatically is like you got a fishing net out to catch those particular things that you're looking for. There might be other things that, that, that are surprise you or capture your attention, but you're more likely to be able to actually absorb what it is that you intended to, to mm-hmm. get from that mm-hmm. particular book text. Right. And um, that's not what you do with uh, with fiction reading, which you just Mm-mm. reading for <laughs> for the fun of it. But the the idea that when you implant these questions in your brain, your brain can't let go of them very easily. And um, one of my stupid examples is, you know, you hear you hear a song on the radio and you don't know who sang it. You go, who sang that song? Then t- three days later in the shower, you go, Neil Sadaka. And that's because that really happened to me. And I thought, okay, I planted this question in my mind, who sang that song? And three days later, my brain comes up with it. Like what would happen if I actually put really important questions in my brain? (laughs) That's right. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) So the questions we ask ourselves end up shaping what we think about, what we grab, what we what we take in right. from what's around us so that we, so this idea of recognizing and responding to God, sometimes it's about what kinds of questions are we asking ourselves and God and what are we paying attention mm-hmm. to? The questions are an indication of what we're paying attention to. Right. And so this practice is, is just chock full of opportunity in that particular way. So I tell you what, why don't we uh, conclude this one with uh, Karen Maine's quote? Would you mind reading that I one? I would love to do that. So Karen Maine's, and this is from her book called The God Hunt, The Delightful Chase and the Wonder of Being Found. Okay, is that a good title or what? Oh, okay. Before you get into the quote, we got to talk about that. <laughs> the Delightful Chase and the Wonder of Being Found, because the name of the book is the God hunt. Like we're on a hunt for God, but then when we hunt for God, all of a sudden we find out that we're the ones that are found by God. We find, we find that we are in God's story. You know, we're looking, we're looking at it in a, in a way that needs to be twisted around and looked at from a different Mm -hmm. perspective Mm -hmm. where we're the ones that end up being found when we look for God. It's like when you play hide and seek with a really little one, like, you know, that's four or five versus the 10 year old who's out to win. But, you know, and they, you know, they don't hide very well and they're right behind the couch and you can see their head, you know, right above. And Or they just cover their eyes because they, they just, think if they can't see you, you can't see yeah, them. Yeah. And then there's, there is that delightful chase and squealing and running and, and then they want to, they don't want to be found, but they want to be, they really want to be found because they're excited about that. Well, what part. would happen if we went and hid and nobody looked for us? I know, right? That would be awful. Yeah. <laughs> 
So I, that's that's what came to mind as I read the subtitle there. But here's what Karen says. She says, finding God incognito in the world is not such a ho-hum proposition. It is delight. It is joy. It is wonder. It is childlike wiggling anticipation that somewhere, any moment, just around the corner, when you least expect it, the divine is going to jump out and cry, boo, and you're going to respond, gotcha. This is wondrous, is it not? Yes. I just don't know what to say with a quote like that, that is just ripe with invitation, ripe with wonder and joy and anticipation. And that's not exactly how all of us have, have experienced the story we've been told about what it means to live a spiritual life. And what if we were able to rediscover the wonder and the awe of being on a God hunt and then being found? I mean, that to me is the invitation of this particular map, reviewing my days, but of the entire process of Listen to My Life. Um, it's an invitation to find the wonder and awe of God's intention in his dreams for you Mm -hmm. and to be able to get in the flow of what that looks like in this particular season of your life. So you're invited. All of you are invited. Um, we would love to, to have you join us. Um, yeah, go to the website at onelifemaps.com. See what's up. You can purchase a portfolio of visual maps there that are called listen to my life. Um, you can actually, uh, if you're facilitating something where you might think that you're the kind of person that, that leads retreats or workshops or classes in your church, you can buy quantities of any one of these individual maps that are in the in the series as well. If you want to become equipped to become a facilitator, there are options on the Become a Facilitator page at onelifemaps.com. Um, you can search around there. We also have facilitator certification if that's something that's of interest to you. Then we're going to do that April 4th. I'm sorry, April 8th, 9th, and 10th um, of 2019. And uh, so check that out and see when we might be starting our next virtual coaching group. And also, um, we're going to do some audio meditations on these particular, uh, with that contain these particular pieces on Patreon. Uh, we have this cache of um, audio meditations that I think you'll really enjoy. Um, for, for a donation to help us to support this podcast of $5 a month on Patreon in exchange every week, we make sure that you have a new audio um, meditation that you can just sit back and breathe and just let us lead you through a meditation that might help you to recognize and respond to God in your story. It is great to be with you. So dive in. See what God has for you. Be expectant. Yes. Make sure you leave some comments. Uh, please subscribe, rate, and review, uh, and share if you would, if you like what you're hearing on this podcast. It helps us to spread the word. It helps us to support um, the, the the mission of what we do and helping people to recognize and respond to God. And we're just so glad you were with us today. So signing off. This is Sharon Swing. And Joan Kelly. Have a great week. Have you thought, I don't know myself anymore? Have you wondered, is there something more? Are you at a crossroads in life and asking, which way will lead me toward expressing more of who I am made to be? 
Are you looking for a way to understand the restlessness you feel inside? Are you seeking a deeper spiritual life and desire to rediscover who you are through God's eyes? If you've wondered any of these things before, you're ready for the life mapping experience of Listen to My Life. Go to onelifemaps.com to purchase your portfolio of visual life maps. While you're there, check out our upcoming virtual coaching groups, live workshops, and options for you to facilitate the Listen to My Life experience with others. That's onelifemaps.com. O-N-E-L-I-F-E-M-A-P-S dot com.